0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us?
1: Hi villains and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGraw Podcast on a bit of a sombre night. Uh a night whereby I think energy uh was lacking and um it culminated in a three one defeat to West Ham um on this Wednesday night, where I think really it's fair to say that uh we were just outdone. We met it we met our match today in 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 a West Ham team that were well marshalled and something that we I suppose we spoke about prior prior to the to, to the game as well. It was a well-marshalled David Moyes team, but I'm here with Paddy again and uh yeah, we're gonna try and make sense of this. Uh, I don't know if we will. I but well, I don't know if we make sense of anything really, if we ever make sense whenever we're on a podcast, to be honest with you. But we'll try our best to make sense of this. It's half past eleven at night, so uh we'll see how we go. But Teddy is it? Is there any point in asking me how you're feeling after that game?
0: Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm not completely distraught after it now, to be honest. Yeah. This, this is, this is nearing the end of a really tough run of games for us. You know, we, 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 we struggled tonight. You know, but and it was, it was a battle. Of the coaches, I think David Moyes won. You know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, we're in a lot better place than we were this time last year so you know it, it, it's hard to find positives you know I, like we were beaten beaten's fair and square you know we go back to Bournemouth a week ago I'll sleep well tonight knowing that we were just outclassed yes. you know there no, there nothing, there nothing, uh, there's nothing there's uh, nothing there's nothing bad about it it's just the way it is we'll We'll regroup. We'll go again for Arsenal on Sunday. But you know we're here to pick the bones over it, so we'll try mm. <laughs> as hard as that as hard as that seems. Um, we can see the three goals. We don't do that very often. We did it last Wednesday. We did it again this week. Um, just a little uh, a tweet that I read tonight from uh, at Gaz Oaks. We've got eight points from ten weekday matches. And we've got 24 from our weekend games. Mm. So these these weekday matches aren't suiting us. So sooner the better, the European football kicks in. Again. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and, you know, we'll, 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 we'll go again. We, we, we will get back to it. Um, you know, hopefully we can pull something out of the bag on Saturday um, against a deflated Arsenal team, which there will be. And then we will just, we'll, we'll, we'll get a rest next week, I, I would imagine. Uh, we won't see a player on the training ground after recovery Sunday to maybe Wednesday or Thursday because that's what they need now. They need yeah. they need they need a bit of rest. You can see that they're leggy. Um, obviously the ones that aren't completely taking part will will be in and they'll be training and that's the way it works in these in these days. But you know, I don't know what more I can say about the performance as such. We'll pick the bones over now, but. You, you know, we were beaten 3-1. We deserved it. It's not the end of the world. We'll move on.
1: I'm going to read, and this is something I don't usually do, um, unless there's some massive breaking news. But what I'm going to read is, I'm going to read Dean Smith's synopsis of it, because to be honest with you, I don't really, I, I, I can't disagree with anything that he says here. Um So he says, uh, there were three horrendous goals we gave away. We didn't play well. The better team won in the night. We weren't our usual selves, nor did we play with the same tempo we had been in previous games. We gave three awful goals away, and you can't do that at this level. Listen, we've taken a short goal kick, gone forward to Ali Watkins. It's broken down, and a midfield runner has broken off the back of us and scored. Then we can see the goal from a counter attack when it's our free kick. In fact, Maddie tar- target does well to get himself out of his, out of that situation, but we're left three versus one. It's Sunday league football. You wouldn't do that. And we've got punished for We got ourselves back in the game with a ball down the side for Ali. It was a good ball from Jack another assist. And it looked like we were most likely go- going to get an equalizer. But again, the ball's broken down again in the center circle and we, and, uh, and have gone through, and they've scored uh, a poor, ter- a poor third goal. He then goes on to talk about uh, Martinez to say that he he will feel he could have done better. But that's first. Uh, but uh, uh, I'll start again. He'll feel he could do better. See, this, this is the problem when you're half illiterate like me, and you start trying to read things out on a podcast. He'll feel he could have, he could do better with that. That's for sure. But I'm certainly not going to moan about my goalkeeper making mistakes when he's kept ten clean sheets this season. And has been one of our players. Uh, one of our players so far. He's earned the right to make a mistake. Then he went on to talk about about fatigue. And uh, he was asked whether it was a factor, and he said, it's not so much fatigue, I don't think. I'm never one to use that excuse. We have more days rest going into this game than we will do for Saturday's game. We just didn't have our usual tempo about us today. I just don't think we had a zip about us tonight. I don't know why they were brighter than us. We made a change at halftime to liven us up. We did that, but but we gave really poor goals away tonight. We can't afford to do that at this level. And you know what?
0: Is that it? Will we wrap it up?
1: (laughs) I was just about to say, like, (laughs) I know we've had ten minute tirades, but will we we start a five minute fuck it (laughs) session? You know, just that's all you could really say. But I think he's like, I think he summed it up one hundred percent the way I see it. Just didn't get out there. We didn't zip. The the word he said, "zipped." There wasn't a zip, um, off the ground tonight for anything we did, um. Uh, look, not sticking on him or anything like this, but I think the passage of play that really sums up tonight for us is: I think we were down one nil at the time, and the ball came, we were in there attacking third, and Ross Barkley got four bites of the cherry to make a make a forward pass, and he he didn't find a player with. It any of the four of like four bites of the cherry in the space of like an eight second period. I don't know. It just kept on coming back to him and he to try to make a pass and he missed every single pass. Didn't find a Villa player uh, with any pass. No, look, not having a him. I think that's just synonymous. That's just one that sticks in sticks in my mind as well. Um there was another piece as well that stuck in my mind whereby we got a lovely ball down to, uh, Ollie Watkins picked it up out on our left-hand side, held it up for a good period of time out there, you know, played cat and mouse with the defender, took it on um, down the line, went in around the, um uh, tried to go in around him and gave away a corner, but, uh, and the defender gave away a corner, but my big piece here was he must have held the ball up for four five, six seconds, and there was nobody coming through the center. Now, once again, Do I think that's fatigue? I don't know. It's all to do with starting positions. It's all to do with, like, that's where Ollie Watkins should have been was in the centre anyway. So maybe the question could be asked of why was he out out, out in the wing? And then the next question is, well, if he's out in the wing, then why isn't there somebody taking his position in the centre? So there's counter-question, counter-answer and all that. But what came from that was a corner that dropped at Douglas Louis' feet and he sliced it and it went 15 yards wide. I think it was it was just such a tame shot. It just dropped. Actually, no, I don't think it went wide. I think it just trickled. It was just a, an absolute slice. It trickled into into um, Fabianski's arms. And look, there's mad statistics in the game of football. And when I heard that Fabianski has never lost Aston Villa in nine appearance, nine games he's played against Aston Villa, I thought that was actually quite mad. I thought it was an actual crazy statistic. You get
0: crazy stuff like that. It's it's yeah. just it's just part of the game. Look, Watkins had a chance with a header. Yeah, he, he hit the he outside in, in the the first half. Um, you know we had uh, Barkley had one just just dragged it wide. All of these, all of these things are telling points. But I I, I thought we were tired. I thought uh, I thought uh, Moyes got his tactics spot on. He doubled up on Grealish. He played two right backs. Um. I'm just laughing all night at Glenn Hoddle. How this guy was England manager for so long, when he can't count that there's five people at the back when we have the ball. When there's, when he's telling us there's four at the back, you know, it's just it's just pointless. You know, we we we, we often say that there's better men than us that will uh, dissect this game. This is the this was an England manager at one stage, and he can't count how many players are at the back when we get the ball. Um, they were well set out. They, they kept us at bay for for long periods of game. We got a goal, um, probably out of nothing. Let's be honest. Um, very, very much, very much. Uh, if, if you look back at the three goals, there were three balls played to Ollie Watkins that were either miscontrolled or didn't win. Ball broke and three goals. All three goals went towards Ollie Watkins, and he just he just either didn't deal with it or mis touched it or whatever. It's just. Three counter-attacking goals caught us. Tactics one, uh, disappointed, yes, but not pissed off. It's just we learn from it. I know, I know we learn from it. Um, you know, I thought I thought we were okay in the first half. Second half, pff, I expected more when Trezeguet came on. We saw Jack switch over, you know, to avoid those two right backs who hemmed us in. Matty Target found it very hard to get forward. Um, you know, they, they just kind of stifled us throughout the whole game. It was so, so difficult to get into. Um, and it's actually a really, really hard game to, to pick apart because everything was kind of samey-samey as we went along. Um, like, I, I don't know where you go about picking a man of the match. You know, do we pick a, do we pick a West Ham player? You know, it, it's very hard to pick a, a villain player worthy of man of the match. It's it's tough. It, it's one of those ones I think we just have to take on the chin and, you know, roll on Saturday and uh, hopefully we can draw a line under it and pick a result out of Arsenal because it's it's going to be another tough game. And I think we need, I think we need, I think we're crying out for the few days after Arsenal just to get that rest under our belt, to get a bit of R&R, and, um, I'd like to say they were going to get some sunshine on their back or or relax or whatever, but that's not going to be the case during lockdown. Um, So, you know, it is what it is. We lost. We lost to the better side. We were, tactically, they were better than us. Um, I slagged David Moyes before the match playing two right-backs. I thought it was very negative, but they got the results they wanted. So, this is a typical David Moyes performance. Grind out a result. doesn't matter how you get it. Get ahead, stay ahead.
1: They won three, one. That's it. The, I, I'm going to make a, a, a statement here, just from what I can see uh, from the early look at uh, at some statistics, and uh, the two right backs. While we were looking at the game, the two right backs. Um, they stopped Jack Grealish. They stopped actually Matty Target. They, 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 this this is the same thing that happened uh, that they, they tried that Southampton tried to do with War Post over there. Um, it stopped Matty Target from from bombing forward and creating the overlap. Except we didn't have the option of playing the ball in over, and uh, we didn't have the option of getting the ball into Jack's feet. So that was fantastic for what they did there from that point of view. But that was only fifty percent of the job big thing about Jack Grealish is Jack Grealish can come inside we are on his right right foot come inside play a ball across maybe ghosting around the penalty area he couldn't do that he did it once or twice in the first half couldn't do it so for me the actual one of the standout players were was, was Declan Rice and was Suchek those two guys in there obviously look Suchek got a goal and so on he just seems to be everywhere these days he's riding the crest of a wave he's literally like he's just one of the bargain boys of, of the last two years in the premier league, the way things are going for him at the moment on, on current form. But the fact that Jack Grealish, I think Jack Grealish could beat two, two right backs down a wing, no problem if he has the option of coming inside, but he had no option. You're coming inside, you're up against two block walls and looking at the starting position of Declan Rice, um, Declan Rice specifically, I suppose, uh, and, uh, and to lesser degree, degree Sucek and, um, they were very much, uh, they were very much to play there. That they just got into that position to stop him from drifting in, because because Jack usually kind of comes in. You call it maybe about eight yards, uh, so he's right on the touchline, but he's maybe about eight yards proud of the of the penalty area, but out near the touchline. If this makes sense, I I can visualize where it is in my in my head, and he, that's when he usually cuts inside, or he goes down the line, or Matt Target bombs on behind him to go down. But if he couldn't cut inside, Matt Taggart couldn't bomb down, couldn't, couldn't bomb down the wing. And it's very similar. And look, we've been, we've been caught in two bad games that we've played this year and the two times that we've played poorly, um, teams have executed a tactic brilliantly, Uh, but teams teams have copied have copied them the, the the next day so I'm going to bring you guys back to Leeds Leeds uh, we've spoken about it umpteen times tens tens of times I think I've spoken about it they basically f- loaded the ball to one side of the field crossed it to Jack to Jack Harrison and literally had him one on one with Maddie Cash and and gave him fits just a bad performance from Aston Villa that, that day um yeah. then what happened was Brighton did the exact same thing to us the next day the next game or or maybe two games later. Brighton did the exact same thing to us. And uh, Danny Welbeck got his goal from that. Now, when we look at what Southampton did by corralling um Jack Grealish into that corner with uh for, for a small period, the start of the game, they couldn't do it. Aurel Romeo and um gosh, I can't remember who the other guy was, Diallo. They they were no match for Grealish when he was coming inside and they didn't take up the same positions because of the and setup. But Rice and Suchek could just stand inside there and they could be there all day long. And as I say, as I, as I uh, I mentioned probably on the preview game, is these guys really defended with four with six and attacked with four. And sometimes the four that they attacked with included Suchek and Ryan Fredericks would stay back. So um it was very much a simple case of defend with six, attack with four, make sure that Greedish can't cut inside, make sure that we can't get the overlap down the, down the left-hand side. And it really did stifle us because we had nothing again on the right hand side. Nothing. There was nothing uh, until Grealish went out there and, and created the goal. and, yeah, and, 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 and created the goal. Yes, but in in regular time, I would say. Mm-hmm.
0: Um But look, on any given day, that this this won't work. What 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 Moyes did today, Grealish turned someone inside out after ten minutes, and we're one up. You know, it's just it worked. Oh, yeah. It worked tonight. Nice. It, it you know others have tried it. Albeit we didn't recognise there was two full-backs there or whatever. But you you often see when we break, there'll be five or six behind the ball easily. Um, I'm not like Glenn Hoddle. I can, I can count how many players are behind the ball. Um, sorry, that just really fucking bugged me tonight. <laughs> Every time we broke, there was five of them there. And he's gone, the back four, the back four, the back four. Mm. He's gone. Somebody does he need glasses? You know, <laughs> five of them there. Every yeah. time he breaks, there's five of them there, and they marshaled us very well. They were very well organized. Yeah. Maybe he's yeah. trying to give him a bit of credit to say that they uh, they marshaled us <laughs> with, with four at the back. I have no idea what he's getting at. Yeah.
1: But look, I just I don't think he was getting at anything. I just I, I I think he was just talking. You know, which is funny. Look, look, Jesus! I called Richard or Kelly, Richard or for fucking four episodes in a row. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's giving it like people be giving out about me. Uh, but I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um yeah, but like I, I, I think I think it's fair enough. Even Glenn Hoddle would say that maybe Glenn Hoddle knows that he doesn't he probably wouldn't have it in him if he was calling. No, you're just, you
0: just giving ammunition to to the guys who don't know anything and they're keyboard warriors on social media. They they think we couldn't break down a four of, of West Ham, but it wasn't a four. You know, sure. that, that's that's what annoys me the most. Who cares about no. social media? <laughs> oh, no, but like, we know in Ireland, Eamon Dunphy did that for years. Oh, yeah. And his opinion was gospel. And you've was got, funny, He, he,
1: he managed but, to stay alive for 64 years, baby.
0: <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> he managed know, I, to get a job at RTE for nearly 30 years, baby. Yeah, you know yeah, it? yeah.
1: Yeah, he's I know, I I know I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I just try to bring a small yeah. bit of a It's just frustrating because no.
0: that's what that's what people are looking at. That's what people take as gospel. Yeah. And you know, you got to look at the bigger picture. They were very hard to break down. They were, oh, really, they, were really, they were excellent. Uh, well. Um it's it's one of those games where you know, you you're going you're going for 45 minutes and it's looking like it could go either way. But once you score, once they score, oh, yeah. It's, there's no, there's no way back into it, no matter how hard you try. And they're two big blocks.
1: Like, as I say, they're, like, they're not as, as tall a team as Aston Villa, would you believe, on average. But they're, we call it their back four. Are, uh, Soufan, I think, is touching six foot. The two boys in the middle, Dawson and Ogbena, are big boys. And then the two boys in front of them are two big boys as well. So, like, they've got grunt, you know, when they needed yeah. it. And, and look, that's, we said it before, this is, that's a staple of, of, of David Moyes' play. He, you go back to the games he had, or the teams he had with Gravison, Lee Carsley, even, even Phil Neville. Phil Neville was a, he turned Phil Neville into a very good defensive midfielder at Everton. Uh, he had and Fellaini there as well. You know, he needs to have that work, those workhorses in front of his back four. He's always had it. Absolutely always had it. Didn't have it in, so didn't have it for, for, with Sunderland. Certainly didn't have it in Sociedad. Um, and didn't re- like he brought in. I'm trying to think. Did he was it was it he that brought in Morgan Schneider in for um for United. Uh, I I can't remember. Actually, I don't think it was. I think it might have been. But he he didn't have the horses to run uh, the way he run his his scheme at United. And look, let's be honest. You know he wasn't making any signings at United. You know he was coming in to prove himself, and there was people going to make signings for him. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to say that David Moyes has always been the second coming of God, but he's got. What I'm trying to say here is that mm-hmm. if you give this if you give, if you give um, a carpenter the right tools, he'll make you a fairly decent table, you know. And that's what that's what uh, David Moyes is doing here. He's got the right tools that suit him. Um, look, these days happen. We're we're beaten by a better team, as you say, absolutely beaten by yeah. a better team. Don't get me
0: wrong. David Moyes is a great, great coach. Uh, he proved it with Everton. He was. um he was on a hiding to nothing coming in after alex ferguson so oh yeah 100% that's life um, i'm i'm by no means bitter about tonight there's there's nothing there's nothing i can say to make this any better other than we don't have a midweek match until we play crystal palace on the 11th of may mm-hmm. barring yeah. any cup uh, <laughs> games and you can't underestimate how important that is you know yeah. that that's huge for a club like us Who's feeding off 14 to 16 players that can come on and change a game? Because that, that realistically is all that Dean Smith is using. You know, we had that starting eleven today. Then you've got uh so Bertie come on, uh Sanson, uh he's got he possibly bring on uh Ramsey, um, Keenan Davis. And and at that point you're up to sixteen players. You know, that's that's what we are.
1: Look, I think, Paddy, I think, Patty, I think uh, I've, I've no problem eating a small bit of humble pie. Um, I don't fully think it was down to fatigue. Because I am, as I say, I will live and die by numbers, statistics, data-driven stuff. And I'm sure the sports scientists would not have let players out in the field if they thought that they were in 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 trouble of, of uh, stuff like that. Because like all these players, even when they're resting, their lactic acid and stuff like that would be tested. I've done a small bit of reading up into it, uh, so now I can I I can actually figure I I, I can actually talk about what what they've done and uh, what they do. But all, all that little stuff is is um. Is looked at, uh, like there's even like even Brentford, where Dean Smith came from, Brentford were big pioneers and all this. They track the player sleep, and if players don't have the requisite amount of sleep, they, tra- they tailor the training session around them from a fatigue point of view, from a, a muscle waste, a muscle, um stress point of view and everything like that like it's a it's a science in itself you think when Rocky fought against uh, Ivan Drago uh, Dolph Lundgren's character and he was hooked up to all the machines and they were measuring him these guys measured to like there's literally everything is measured you know the hydration levels everything is measured i i would imagine or at least it's going that way pretty soon because we just hired a guy yesterday and his name just completely escapes me and i won't have to i won't be able to scroll back but i hired him from um copenhagen he was in a role in copenhagen which was the head of player development or something along those lines now there's only two other clubs in the league that have this uh ha- have this this title, this place, this this uh this department. Should I say what is Chelsea? What is Man City? So look, call a spade a shovel. Chelsea have, have gotten a lot of physical athletes, proper athletes through uh their their youth systems. Uh, and and I watched a video of Ben Smith, who's the guy who has their um who has uh, that that position with Chelsea? And he rattled off numbers, and there was something like of one hundred and ten, uh, of an intake of one hundred and ten kids over over. Uh, but I think it was like between two thousand and eight and two thousand and twelve. Eighty nine of them were still playing professional football. Like that's a massive number. Uh, that that that's that's a huge number that people are, of people that are still playing professional football at that period of time. Um, but anyway, what it does is what they look at, they look at the quantitative and the qualitative side of things. So obviously they look at, they, they try to marry the, the traditional methods with the, um with the sports science methods, with the how many sprints per, per, uh per per game and, and, and all this kind of stuff, how many, many meters are covered while sprinting per game. And, and we saw that Greg Evans had a brilliant article out during the week about it in the athletic too. So like the club is evolving and I went to, I've just gone and one of my, almost customary tangents here now at the moment, but I'm not fully sure that I buy into it that. It's fatigue. I think maybe more so a mental fatigue than it is actually physical fatigue. And I think to be honest with you, look, uh, this team, even in, even in the championship may have never played um, four games in 10 days before. So look, it, it, it's, it's going to come yeah. back and bite you at some stage. And look, hold my hands up. I still can understand why Dean Smith didn't make substitutions. But I, at the same time, I can't 100% turn around and say if he made substitutions earlier against Southampton, we would have beat West Ham, because I just don't think that that's true.
0: Do I trust, do we trust that we have more than 16 players to come in and, and do it? No, we don't. Um, I think we're ahead of the plan. Um you know, I, I'm repeating myself here. I do it in every podcast. You know, I'm happy with where we're at. I'm not happy with losing games against West Ham. I'm happy with where we're at. Just just throw your mind to back where we were this time last year after playing half our games. We were in complete shit. We were, we were scraping. We were mm. scraping to just try and keep our head afloat. We managed to do it in the end. We, we're completely... Ahead of you know, I think we're going to Got to win two more games, and there's absolutely no chance of us being relegated. We're fine. Um, I think I know this is a horrible thing to admit at this stage, but I think the opportunity of European football has gone. I well,
1: can't say that. Possibly it's- not.
0: Possibly not a bad thing. I think this is this is the year that we we regroup, we we build. We we get the nucleus of what we want, and then in the summer we'll we'll push on and, and buy a few more players. Yeah. Um it, it's it, it's tough times, you know. There's no fans there, there's there's no money coming in. Um you know, we spoke to her on the last podcast about being sustainable. We're completely sustainable, we're doing a f- fantastic job in, in recruitment. Um, a recruitment in the summer, you know, hard hard to say about Sanson tonight. Um, it's good to see him getting on and getting a few minutes. Uh, be interesting to see, you know, how limited his chances are over the next few weeks, and and how he proves himself in training. But look, um, I, I've got complete faith in the team that's there. You uh, it's it's a blip, Um you know it's you know I go back to that tweet from from Gaz Oaks It makes complete sense that we're struggling midweek. It's just one of those things we've struggled since since uh, the COVID thing mm-hmm. popped up. We've lost our last three games, uh, Man, U, or Man City, uh, Burnley last week and again tonight. So, you know, if we go again and, and beat Arsenal on Saturday, tonight we'll be forgotten about very quickly. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's the case. Um, I truly believe that we can have a good pop-off, Arsenal. I, I, I think we're a better side than them at the moment. I think taking out the two players now that they've lost, David Luiz probably isn't a big loss. I don't rate him at all. And Bert Leno, of course, you know, obviously think highly of him, that he's better than Martinez or they wouldn't let him go. So, you know, onwards to Saturday. It's not going to be easy, but I I, I think we we should get a result out of it of some sort. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think tonight will be forgotten about very quickly.
1: Some stats on the game, Paddy um surprising i think some of them are surprising we had by far more touches of the ball than the than that sort of, or than the west ham team we had 660 touches of the ball in comparison to their 537 um we had by far more passes of the ball 480 to 376 um realistically what happened was we passed the ball up. We passed it. We got touches. We passed it up to the box and we couldn't break them down because as I mentioned, big, big boys in the middle of, the, in the middle of the park couldn't get into the middle of the park to get anything going. And you could see what Ross Barkley, Ross Barkley couldn't really get anything going. He was just outnumbered, out muscled inside there. Look, yep. he, you know, you look, you look fucking, you kind of look like you're running in treacle or you're running in, in, um yeah, running in treacle is the phrase. When you're doing that, you're just running up and down the field and you're kind of going, right, I I need a bit of a hand inside here, or I, I just can't break down these two guys. And like, let's call it Declan Rice is a pretty good is, is a very good defensive midfielder who can put his foot in the ball and move it around the pass spread around as well. And Thomas Suchek, like is as I mentioned before, he's just he's that's he he's a secret sauce that the a, a team signs and and he's just found the right team for him. And like he's nine goals this season, nine goals as uh quotation marks, defensive midfielder, yeah. you know, he's just, he's just that David Moyes, uh, that David Moyes type of guy. Um, just all effort, uh, requisite amount of skill, a, a nuisance and a nightmare at the back post. And, and look, he's he's got his just desserts. And um, they had 20 shots. We'd only got nine. I think that's probably, look, I know you have to shoot the score and so on, but yeah. they had 20 shots. We had nine. Uh, after that, to be honest with you, it was, it was pretty, it, it, it was pretty, it was pretty even statistic wise you know we were able to pass the ball around we were able to get the ball but the second we got to within 10 yards of their box we were stifled hugely absolutely
0: there you go yep.
1: that's what happened just that's what happened.
0: The story of the game yeah it doesn't matter how many touches of the ball it's just uh, it's just a measure of what they did um, they only had two players pressing against their four or five who were trying to pass the ball around and, mm-hmm. and break the ball into the box and it just wasn't happening. There was just no, there was no, a couple of times we did breach. Uh, Watkins got through on one. I think Trezeguet got through on one. We just, our, our first touch was off and um, didn't happen. It's, it's just one of those days. It just, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm like, you know, it's seldom that I'm lost for words. It's just, um, it's just, it's just bit easier to accept than, than, The badness of what's gone behind uh, Man City stuff and you know losing by VAR. I'm absolutely fine with losing by tactics, it's just the way it is, yeah. Yeah. And and look,
1: like beaten by a better team, we said it against Burnley. You know, we we got beaten by a team, we've we have no excuses other than to say we didn't show up tonight. Mm. That's like, and and, and I can say, well, there's no substitutions made or whatever and stuff like that. That's fine, but it's still not an excuse, it's not an excuse. is fucking fellow was 25 yards offside he came back he tackled Tyrone Mings and then they got a go that's an excuse that you know um, so so that's what I yeah, uh, um, yeah. And, and look do you know what guys oh. and right people,
0: people play a lot on the on the I know the game has changed so much in the 40 years since but we won the league with 14 players you know mm-hmm. there's right. a lot of managers out there to be very happy to have 14 players that they can uh that they can call on that can do a job like we have for the for the last six or eight months, whatever it is. Um, I'm 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 happy with where we are. You know, let us let, finish this on a positive. We're 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 only halfway plus one game through the season. We're a couple of games away from being safe. We're 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 fine this season. It would be nice to say that we push on and you know go for Europe and absolutely push the boat out and spend loads of money on players. But, you know, we've got to be sustainable. We've got, we've got to build this the right way. And I, I believe we're going the right way. Mm-hmm. I prefer nights like tonight and last Wednesday not to happen. Um, I'm blaming my uh, my uh, approach to the game in that I went and got Lancashire pies last Wednesday <laughs> and I went and got fish and chips as I would have got on the way to West Ham. Tonight, jelly so, deals,
1: Paddy. You got jelly deals today, yeah. don't you?
0: So, it, it, it's not happening anymore. So, in future, we go to normal dinner on match night <laughs> just enjoy the game. And hopefully, that's uh, that's the end of um, the hoodoo from, from my uh, lockdown ways <laughs> of just yeah. having a bit of fun on, on match night.
1: Well, that's it. Last I want to hear this game, yeah, until. I bring it up again because I'm allowed to do what I want. (laughs) I'm allowed to do what I want. Um, (laughs) Lads, uh, I want to say thanks to everybody who put a screenshot in underneath the Southampton uh, uh, review um, podcast uh, thingy on Twitter. Uh, We were running a competition to win a hat. Um, I am going to literally do... I am starting at the start. I I should have some sort of number generator here, but essentially what I'm going to do is I'm going to scroll down with my eyes closed and I'm trying to find out where my phone is. So first so that I can actually (laughs) press it and scroll. Uh, And I'm going, this is great for the podcast for those of you that that aren't here. Uh, So I'm going to scroll down. Patty's the independent adjudicator. I have my eyes closed. I'm looking away. I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling up. I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling up. And I have, I've landed on, I've landed on Ben Anderson. Ben Anderson at Ben Anderson. Um at Ben Anderson NFL actually sorry I I needed to uh need to go into your your, your Twitter uh bio there. Um Ben you've got a fantastic picture there of the old 1994 um, Muller badge uh, with the line and um I yeah, hope oh, he's not a
0: Cleveland Browns fan with the NFL reference. No, he's
1: not. He's a Minnesota Vikings fan, it looks by his Viking by oh, his dear. by his bio. You but, don't need yeah. an
0: independent adjudicator to, to uh, call foul on this one. So no,
1: there it is, guys. Uh,
0: there's <laughs> Ben.
1: Yeah. Um but uh listen, thanks to everybody. We're gonna run another one or two competitions over the next couple of days. And um I'm going to pop them up on Twitter. So, to, so keep an eye out for them. We've got a new uh, new shipment of um, of hats and I want to give away a few of them. So Ben, I'm going to reach out to you via DM. If I don't reach out to you by the time you've heard this podcast, reach out to me first uh, and we'll get you started out with a hat. A um, yeah, he probably has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, no, guys, listen, thanks to everybody. Look, it's good, nice to get that little bit of interaction and so on, um, and uh, as I say, it's uh, thanks so much to everybody for following the podcast and for listening. It, it, I really mean it when I say that it, it blows my mind every time I, I I look and see how many listens the podcast gets, because we make sense half of the time, and we, and we make nonsense the other half of the time, so it's... Uh, it's no, uh, no, I have to, I have <laughs> to
0: second that for, for once I'm going to put in there, because um, sometimes we record a podcast, and I kind of scratch my head when when it's all over. Going, what did we actually say? And it's those yeah. podcasts that we get the most reaction to. Mm. That we just you know shoot the breeze, have the crack, talk shit, whatever you call it. <laughs> you know, um, we we get the reaction to it, and it, it's great. It's great to get DMs or, or retweets and somebody having the crack with us. So mm-hmm. you know, if if we've brought a bit of uh, release. To in this horrible horrible times you know by all means send us a dm and if you need to chat we're here too you know send us a message have a chat mm. it, it's not easy for any of us you know we're all in the same boat i, I head off every morning on my walk and, and listen to some form of villa content and by the way it's great to have so many different yeah. podcasts that we can all listen to whatever yeah. your go-to podcast is um there's a great group of people there that are more than willing to to chat to you and if you're suffering and if you're in trouble by all means send us a dm talk to us we'll all get through to get this together and you know up the villa that's all we're here for
1: absolutely absolutely i i second it look it's uh that's i i did a i did a it was actually a really good a really really funny one guys um uh, guy Derek, um, I hope you're listening to the podcast, uh, reached out to me and he asked me to do a talk for some transition year students uh, in his college and um, I did it and I absolutely found it was brilliant and, and he asked me the question, he said what has what, what lockdown done for you or what has podcasting lockdown done for you and I said do you know what it's done? It's given me an outlet to talk because having been able to talk to people about stuff and you know I could be here and I could be, I could be you know, talking talk to my my better half and i know she doesn't want to talk about football you know and and you know she she she'll best will in the world she'll turn around and she'll pretend that she's interested in it and stuff but uh you know to talk to somebody who's as passionate uh, about stuff about about the about the sport as as you paddy or even you know whatever i've been so lucky to be on so many other podcasts and and talk to people as well it just makes a big difference you know it makes a big difference it's like that it's like going out to the pub for that one or two pints and then coming home again you know, and uh, it's it's just been great, and we've gotten very dark, and we've gotten very not very dark, but we've gotten very kind of deep uh, there. And but it's it's important to say that I wanted like if anybody out there feels that we've kept you company during the um during during lockdown so far, believe me, you guys have kept us company more because the fact that we've been jumping on to do this is because you guys are listening to the podcast, and 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 I just want to thank you so much for for all of that. Um, do no, we do we absolutely, absolutely
0: fine with that. You know, I mean, it's, not, it's not dark at all we're, we're all going through this together
1: yeah I, I didn't mean dark when I said it I, I, I kind of a deep more than dark but uh... I
0: mean, let's be honest for, I know speaking personally for myself this has been the worst lockdown of them all yep. um, I, do, I don't know how severe it is in the UK I don't know what the restrictions are like <laughs> I, you know we're, we're all trying to get through our own little battle together and for me this has been a great release, you know. You you said it after after lockdown. Uh, Jurgen Klopp's quote was, uh, "Football is the most important thing of the least important things." Yeah. You know, so to be to be able to come on here and have so many people listen to us and interact with us, you know, it's 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 been good for us too. It's Definitely been good for me. I'm speaking for myself, obviously. So it's uh by all means send us a message if if you need to chat. You know dm
1: your your mobile number anytime no problem whatsoever yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah look guys we're gonna leave it at that uh jack realish man a match I, I i don't even know who deserves it but i've just called <laughs> it jack Realish sure lake Sportsman a match get in contact via dm if you want i'll give you a hat as well jack realish if you want one too um but as I say, look, we've kind of said it all there. Thanks so much to everybody for listening. Paddy's on At Villa, Paddy. I'm on At Love McGrath Pod. Onwards to to towards Arsenal at the weekend. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think tonight should turn into a pity party for Aston Villa. Look, we we're just beaten by a better team, and uh, you're going to have days like that when you're still a team in transition and you're a team that is uh, building on on some of the great things that they've done. But we're not the finished article yet. As I say. Onwards towards Arsenal, and all that's left to say is up the Villa. Up the Villa.